Hey everybody, this is Jose and you're listening to the Jiu-Jitsu Experience Podcast, the show that chronicles the ups and downs, ins and outs of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for the people who love Jiu-Jitsu. Thanks for listening, guys. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Jose. I'm Tristan. And this is uh, Jiu-Jitsu Experience Podcast. And uh, today I'm going to be talking about the stereotypes in a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu school. And... Um, but I'm going to start off with the wrap up of the week, what I've changed and what I've um, learned. Um, our professor has been adding uh, chokes. We've been doing a lot of college chokes uh, this week and uh, parts of elastic too. And I think it's like he's trying to add a submission every day, a new submission every day. So to end the um, the class or to, to end the matches earlier. So and they're really good. Uh, some of his favorite um I would say submissions that he's uses on everybody. Um, but what I learned, what I added this week was a friend of mine sent me a video by Gordon Ryan and it's the body lock guard passing. Um, I, I have to admit that it, it seemed very easy and where I was to me, I was like, well, that's not going to work, yeah. you know, but it works really good. Um, it, it's, uh, I, I'll get the video up in a second, but I don't know. It just, it worked really good. Uh, lower belts, like whites and blues, it worked like awesome. Um, I went against a blue belt and I still need to work more on it. But once I could get a uh, pass guard, um, you know, he was trapped, but then transitioning was, there was a little, little different. So I got my coach Mark to, to, we, you know, we asked them, uh, me and Brandon, uh, we asked them, what can we do once we get past it? You know, so he gave us some few tips. So, but um, let me go to show the video, and it's on Bernando Faria BJJ Fanatics uh, YouTube site. I'm gonna put the link on the audio and the video on YouTube. And another thing with YouTube, uh, thank you for all the views and um, all the listens on the audio and um, all the subscriptions. But we could use more likes or more thumbs up. And more subscriptions. I think my analytics say like 72% aren't uh, subscribed. So I know it helps. It just helps uh, spread, you know, the podcast around. But the good thing is that out of the um, subscribers that aren't, uh, or the people, the listeners that aren't subscribed, the majority of those are from YouTube sending it out. So, um, yeah, thank you. But yeah, keep subscribing and keep um, putting the likes and doing the notification on all. And we've been doing one new video every Monday. So um, I did want to add probably some more, you know, smaller clips or something during the week. But yeah. as of right now, it's just one episode a month or a week. And it should be on Mondays around 11 o'clock. So, but, so this is the video I was talking about. It's uh, Gordon Ryan and he's talking about the body lock pass. Uh, total with rolling and commentary plus technique. Um, and it's based around three simple ideas of stuffing, shelving, and splitting the legs, okay? So what this means is, if I go in and I lock a body lock, I can play a game where I either shelf Bernardo's legs on mine, like so, that his legs are shelved on mine, whether it be with a front or a side body lock. We can play a game where we stuff Bernardo's leg into a half guard, where we body lock him, we step over a leg, then we force him into a half guard, where now we can play from a half guard or pass our partner's top leg. Okay, the great one of the great utilities of using body lock passing 
is that it gets you past the annoying top leg in a half guard. Okay, whereas if I was just pushed him into half guard, now I have to get past his knee shield and his arm. If I can use a body lock to step over into half guard, now I'm past all of his frames, okay? Um, so we can stuff the leg and step over into half guard. So we can shelf the leg, we can stuff the leg, and we can also split the legs, either with one of my legs, where I use a sprawling method, for example, and I sprawl past one of Bernardo's butterfly hooks, so now I split the legs with my two legs, or with my one leg, or, this is the best, I can use a double split method where I take an elbow inside, and I can't, maybe I can't step over into half guard, Bernardo's stopping me, he has his knee up high, and I feel like I just can't get into half guard. I can double split the legs, where now from here, two of my legs split Bernardo's legs. Now when he goes to keep his guard, yeah, so the there's just nothing um, he can do. It works. Um, I was pretty amazed at how it works. And um, the, the black belt I was using it on, he straight up said, I'm going to have to change up my uh, my style with you guys uh, next week. So it's going to get scary. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I like it. it it's 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 amazing how, how good it works and how quickly, you know, like, uh, yeah. I guess other drills like take a while to learn, but this one was, I guess, pretty simple. So, yeah, I, I really like that one. Like the first part where he just like, uh, steps over the leg. I, I still do that till, till yeah. now. Um, sometimes I find myself kind of get stuck there. Like even when I'm pinching the leg, mm -hmm. cause then you're going to want to try to get into side control, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, if someone has like a really good half guard, especially my foot, my, uh, like feet are just like real like flippers so it's like i'll get like through but then my foot is just like so big it's so hard yeah i'm pretty sure you can relate to that yeah my, leg, <laughs> my legs are really long so i didn't think that uh what was it stuffing one and then stepping over the other one would work i just thought like no that's very easy to, to yeah. kick out but it isn't like it, it's 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 easy to do it like they they really don't have anything to they can't move their hips yeah that does help um, the only thing I've noticed is that uh, once I do get past guard, like I, I, I was getting stuck, but that's just learning from it. Once I, you know, it's my first week, only, you know, three times I use it. So, mm -hmm. um, and then also they'll, they'll keep their hand on your neck to pressure down, but, um, it works. Like I've, I've had some guys getting a little panicked on, um, at, at normally like at that point they're, they're ready to move and now they can't move and you can feel them like trying to move yeah. their hips. So. And then when I was rolling with uh, my professor, I think he knew exactly what I was going for. And you could tell he didn't like it. And he went really hard to kick me off, like hard, hard. And then he goes, well, you had to bring it up. You know, you had to come in all hard on me. It's like, I didn't come in hard. Like I was even softer than normal. Like I, yeah. I barely pushed your leg down, you know. But I think like um, it works so good that you don't even want to get stuck in it. So yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, no, he, he went hard. He and uh yeah, he went hard. So then but um the friend that got that brought it uh sent me the video and I'll put the link, like I said, up. He um he did it with me, but then he also twisted his hands um like right on the kidney. So I think he did one of these. Or maybe he just did this. When he's grabbing it around, he put it right on my kidney. Mm-hmm. And that hurt. Like and it wasn't like a like a like a like hitting a funny bone ticklish hurt. Like it was like uncomfortable where I wanted to, you know, put the middle of my back up. So now I'm on my shoulders and that yeah. helped to move around. So, um, it did, it, it's starting with the, uh, the butterfly guard. Um, but when he did it with me and he had his knuckles on my kidneys, we were in full guard and he ended up, it did help him, um, get out 
um, because now I, I can't clamp down with my legs and it's uncomfortable. And he did get one of the legs out and then he started moving around. But mm-hmm. uh, that's just him. He's a good wrestler. He knows how to he knows how to uh, modify anything and, and get around. So, but um, but yeah, what was your week like? Like, oh man, uh, it was kind of like it. It was it was pretty good. I did a. It was like a De La Hiva. It was like my. Fr- I don't usually do that. Any of that, like De La Hiva or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did a uh, one. I got one on this blue belt, and it, I felt so proud of myself because like yeah. I never do anything like that. Yeah. And it's just like, oh man, I f- finally uh. I finally did something <laughs> like yeah. I finally did something like different because it was like and I actually got it. You know, I got it and I got to his back from there yeah. and it was just like it was so smooth. And I was like, gosh, maybe I should start trying this. Plus, he's more my size, you know, yeah. so it's like it was like, you know, me doing it on someone my size makes it easier because uh, sometimes when usually people stand up in that position, they're like. Sometimes they're like bigger than me or something, so it's like way harder. You know, there's mm-hmm. they're just like so strong, but like um, not even if they're really strong. It's just like if they're like higher belts and they already know what they're doing, plus they're strong. Yeah, you know? and it's just like it's kind of harder to do De La Hiva on the, on like with them. Uh, if it was like probably a bigger white belt, it could be easier. But but yeah, it was that's pretty much was like the big thing for me, and uh. I got quite a lot of arm bars this week. I do arm bars all the time, but like this week it was like it felt nice to like I was getting like them a lot quicker and faster this week. So yeah, yeah. I think I just just because I started doing them a lot more, so it's like I'm able to do them more so now. So it was pretty. It was it felt uh, it was a pretty good week. Pretty yeah. good week of jujitsu. Yeah, this. Yeah, I mean, adding this to me, it I liked it. I mean, yeah, like I said, it was um. It was such an improvement, uh, like a quick, a very quick improvement um, that I saw, um, like just from the very first time he's in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so weird, you know, that happening. But, um, but yeah, so that was our weeks. Well, I know that. So after you did your dead Lahiva move, and I, I use it sometimes. I use it a lot more in, in uh, nogi when they try to stand up. I'll use it to kick their leg over to put the other one behind their back or behind the the first leg, and then take their back. Um, but, um, I know that the guy that you did it to, he tried to do it to me like, right after, and I got really long legs and he's, I think like a foot shorter than me. So I just, uh, I stood up and sent one through and then, yeah. um, he slides through, but they work. I mean, it's not yeah. like it doesn't work. It works just, yeah. you know, his, it, his legs, I think were almost five, six inches shorter than my legs. Mm-hmm. It's hard. You know, yeah, it, it's hard. It's 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 really complicated to do all that like De La Hiva. Like at least I feel like it's complicated because I'm just a smash passer. I'm not really a guard player, so it's just like whenever it comes to like all the De La Hiva stuff, I'm just oh yeah. Like I don't really want to use. I always said I was like I'm never gonna use this. I'm never like it was on the Melbourne trip. Uh, like when I learned it, the one that I did, I was like I'm never in my life ever gonna use this. Ever. And then here I did. I just yeah. used it, <laughs> you know? And I was like, whoa, I actually used it. I know you sort of feel you're like, I wasted my money on this uh, seminar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or he's wasting his time. He's never going to use it. But yeah. I like it. I mean, I, I I haven't been taught the Google Plata or the rubber guard at all. And the first time I used it, it was just to like stop the guy because he was very um active. Mm-hmm. And it was just to stop him from just to like give me a break. And then... 
I think he even said, I guess he was a purple belt. He goes, you know, if you slide your leg around the head and under the neck, you have a choke. And to me, like, just first thinking about it, I was like, well, there's no way. Like, you could just mm-hmm. you know, step back or something. He goes, well, your other leg is pinching. And then if you reach over, way over, you know, yeah. and pull me in, like, I'm stuck now. Um, so I did that yesterday. But it was a white belt, you know, very, mm-hmm. uh, like, beginner white belt. But I've used it a few times. Um, like I said, I, I use that, that rubber guard to just, like, take a breather. But Yeah. Yeah, so let's uh, go with what the topic today was, the stereotypes. Um, Which one are you, Jose? <laughs> yeah, so uh, we're going to go, so if you go to bjj-world.com, and I'm going to put the link on there, and it's uh, jujitsu, ju-jitsu-stereotypes. Um, there's a few stereotypes, but I started making a list, and let's see how they compare. So. Um, I, what I've noticed in our school is that we have these stereotypes. The first one is the spaz. Yeah. You know, and, um, I mean, it's going to be a lot of beginner white belts, but I've also seen it in some blue belts. I don't know. It, it's a weird thing. Um, yeah. And the spaz is literally like freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, they're trying to grab, they're trying to push. Um, I, I guess they're always hearing stay active, stay active, stay active, but this isn't staying active. This is different. Um, and then, but that also like, I have a, my list is all messed up, but that also goes with a guy that never go to fundamentals class guy or girl. No. Um, cause you see them like they're getting trapped in easy stuff or they're getting caught with easy stuff. And, um, they always ask you, like, where do you learn that fundamentals like last week or, you know, months ago. Yeah. Or they go, how is it that you know how to do this so well? Or, you know, how is you do your pressure? It's like, I just go to fundamentals. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it should be, you should be going to fundamentals and whatever black belt or competition class or rolling class, whatever yeah. you guys call it. But, um, and then that one sort of goes with, uh, the guy that doesn't roll with either bigger people or higher rank people. It was just stay back. Yeah. You know, and I'm pretty tall. I'm six three, and I've lost weight, so I'm around like two twenty now. But um, I'll I'll walk up to people that I've been rolling with for months, and they'll just no. And then there's new people where I understand they're new or visiting, and they don't want to roll. And like I don't think I go that hard, and and I definitely with new people, I never go really hard with new yeah. people. I I always go very respectful. Um, but but then. There's the wrestler. Everybody hates the wrestler unless you're the wrestler. <laughs> but the wrestler is really good at takedowns. He's he's good at the pancaking. Um, it could be a bad thing because I've also had wrestlers just pretty much lay on me five minutes and then they're freaking out. Every time you move your hands, they're, yeah. they're breathing hard. You know, they're freaking out because they always hear the horror stories of people snapping their arms. Yeah. Uh, for their legs or their knees and stuff. But... Um, there's two ones that are close, right? There's the bodybuilder and then there's the powerlifter. So the bodybuilder uh-huh. looks like physique wise good, mm-hmm. right? All the muscles, all the abs and everything. Um, but he's not as strong as the powerlifter. So the powerlifter could probably, you know, deadlift five to 600 pounds, you know, bench the same four or 500 pounds, uh, squat, you know, six, 700 pounds. But they're so muscular, they have so much strength that they can't do 
a, a triangle, a leg triangle. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they can't even like uh they can't even do an arm triangle. Sometimes their chest almost gets like folds over their bicep as they're trying to do stuff. Because when I first started, I was like that. I had a bigger chest and I really like couldn't do stuff, you know, because things were getting around. Um, but the bodybuilder, I say the powerlift definitely has no cardio. You know, yeah, they're good for one rat, you know, yeah. one power, one minute of the first ma uh, match. But um, the bodybuilder sometimes has a little bit more. I don't. They don't have endurance because. They'll do cardio, but they don't do uh, endurance running. Mm -hmm. They don't want to lose gains, but um, I feel like both of them are kind of like more, more so kind of like the same. Because they'll, I don't know. Because I've, I've, so I've the powerlifter looks will look what people say. Oh, he's a fat guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but then like when he puts his hands on you, it's like, oh, that's a bear. Yeah, that's a gorilla. You know, um, that's the powerlifter. The bodybuilder looks really strong. Mm -hmm. And from just looking at him, you're scared. You go, oh, dude, this guy's huge. Mm -hmm. You know, it, you know, it, yeah. he has all the muscle. But... You're not scared of the powerlifter, but you're scared of the bodybuilder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the powerlifter. Even though the powerlifter could definitely be. Yeah. And the powerlifter, <laughs> like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, I'll do this. I'll pull guard. I'll do that. Or, you know, I'll just, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll snatch him down. But yeah. then, like, his legs prevent you and then taking you down. And that's how the wrestler is. Like, you don't know. Sometimes you don't know the wrestler. Mm -hmm. like they may not even have cauliflower ear and yeah. uh and you go to do something and they just stop it they they stop it they they twist it around they're picking you up they're slamming you down and yeah but then and then the last one on my list is the know-it-all so um, they're one of the worst one the worst rollers because they they stop and talk to you yeah they um like if you get any advantage on them like get their back where you get side control and you start to do a gift wrap, gosh, they'll uh they'll stop and they go good good my like my fingers got caught here but I was like hold on, let me show you how it's better you know so yeah. they don't do a full roll with anything, uh that sort of goes like they'll never roll with anybody bigger higher rank or like they don't really go to fundamentals or they went for a few months, or sometimes like anything that's being taught any drill, they'll go I have a better way. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. but then like the better way is another is another drill. Like, yeah, it is better, but there's there, that's not like today's drill. Yeah, that's, that's something. That's another today. one. Yeah, but and and that one gets you in trouble because then the professor looks at you and like, do the drill, don't talk, you know. And um, the know it all, like, they also will get submitted the most because I feel like sometimes even after like six months, I felt like I had so much knowledge of things that it it was hard. Like you're rolling with somebody and you go, well, what do I do next? Yeah, you know, like oh, oh no, not what I do. Like I have ten different things to do next. Like which one do I do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, um, and that, and I'm sort of like that right now again. Like there's so many things to do. Like you're, you're trying to like, you know, mm -hmm. I'll do this one. No, I'll do this one. And then like you never really commit to any of them, and then time runs up or they sweep you or something. So yeah, uh, those I run across all the time. Like even the higher belt ones. Like it's so annoying. I I, I find those. I mean, I can say. But I usually only tell someone to do something like like I'll tell them a certain thing if uh, not really if I'm in a bad position, but if they're in a bad position. Yeah. So like if I'm put in a bad position, I'm still going to let them do like I'm not going to stop them and yeah. tell them what they're doing wrong or something. 
unless it's something like clearly clearly wrong like yeah. that they're doing that i know that yeah, yeah. that they're yeah. not gonna, gonna get it obviously or it could hurt but, you or it could hurt them yeah, yeah um, unless yeah something like that but like if it's something like if if i'm in a dominant position to them then i'll tell them to, but i try not to do that too much because i hate it because i hate it you know mm-hmm. it's like i mean if you ask me a question it's kind of different some every once in a while i'll do it um but not not really like too much yeah um i had a couple other ones i don't remember them because i'm reading the list in my oh yeah um the always injured <laughs> the always injured oh um, is that me <laughs> no 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 it, it isn't you it's um oh my god and like you go to bump knuckles yeah and they're like careful with this um don't do knee bars don't get uh don't do any kimuros on my left arm because uh, no kimuros on my or americanos on my left arm like that that shoulder's all bad and then um they're like yeah i i um uh, i did heavy legs today so uh, don't push too hard and don't uh, sit on my legs, you know, like, and, and don't try you know, like, what do you want me to do? You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I know there's sometimes, um, you know, you roll with somebody that goes, Hey man, I hurt my ribs yesterday. Like not doing any on belly. And that's different. You know, that's, that's yeah. like a one-off, but um, I, uh, there's people that do it all the time. They're always yeah, yeah. That's true. I, I mean, I, it's always usually my shoulder. So like with me, it's just like like if I'm like severely hurt, then I'm not going to practice. Like yeah. like then I I just won't go to practice. Like but it's uh like it's usually my shoulder. But I still let people do kimuras and stuff. So, but everybody there knows that my shoulder is messed up, so they try not to go for them. But like I don't care if they do. Like I'm gonna tap before they can even do anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like um usually my shoulder. So and then uh. It was like, it was my calves. You remember? Yeah, that, those are weird ones. Like, yeah, but that 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 was that was like that was like so painful. Yeah, th- those are weird ones. Those aren't like it's not like you're doing it all the time. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I know there's people that, that was really and you feel hurt. bad, but then there's some people that tape up every knuckle. Yeah, I, I, I wanna I'm gonna start writing it. I'm gonna write a skit for us to do, and then I'm gonna have the whole school um, in it, and then I'll post it on uh, yeah on YouTube, but. Um, the knuckles thing I've seen people do it, and I guess it gives you more grip. Is that uh, what it is? I guess. Um, but I think it's like if you know if you've had a hard a rolling week and your hands are hurting, then it, it yeah. helps. But um, but no, I'm I mean, sure. and then there's people that the the person that burns out in the warm up. Oh, <laughs> all their energy's gone in the warm up, and then the rest of the class they're they're really slow, and then they they can't really do the drill, and or after the first roll they're like yeah yeah but that's 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 actually quite i feel like it's quite a lot of people who are like that you know like yeah sometimes you get some people you know like they have jobs where they can't like constantly work out yeah. as much their workout is place so then um and then there's like good stereotypes because those are all like negative and then the good ones are the the always improving person um i feel like i've improved a lot but mm-hmm. just watching like just new people that come in where their mindset was one way at yeah. first, and then within I don't know a month or two, they're dropping weight, or like one of the guys at school, he's I would say he's a power lifter, you know I know his numbers are really big, you know? yeah. And recently he's talked about he's he's added a lot of cardio, and he's lost weight, and he even said I because I can't like I can't get my legs around I'm just too big for this yeah. 
you know, so he, you could tell he's, he's trying to improve and he is improving and he stopped being a spaz, like from the first two weeks, like after the first two weeks, um, he stopped, like, he's really good, you know, not spazzy anymore. And he's been here, it'll be three months soon. So he's like a quick, like improver. Awesome. His name's Tony. Yeah. Uh, I'll shout him out, but yeah, like, I'm really impressed, like, cause I don't know. Like you'd expect to be the the opposite. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other good stereotypes is the um, well, the negative one and positive. The same guy, the bully. No, no, the enforcer. The enforcer. Because there is the bully, but the bully could be a visiting student, or it could be just uh somebody that he uh comes from a different martial arts, or he's a wrestler, or he's whatever. Yeah. And he just wants to come in and beat up on jujitsu guys. And he is beating up on people, but then the enforcer, you know, brown or black belt will come in and they're nice. They're like, let's go, let's just, let's go real light over here. And then the second they go hard, that enforcer just shuts it down. And, you know, it's tap after tap after tap after tap. Those are fun to watch. It is. (laughs) It it is. And it happened to me. I had somebody do a straight ankle too hard. And then the enforcer walked up and checked me out. He goes, you okay? I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm fine. I just got to stretch it out. He goes, okay. And he went to the guy's like, let's go over here. And then all you heard was just like a grown man throwing another man around. And I think he goes, you're, you're, you're really good. Yeah. It's awesome, you know. Um, sure. So now we're going to do the, uh, the list from BJJ World. And I read uh, through some of these. So the first one is the Edward Scissor Hands or Scissor Feet. Edward Scissor. <laughs> All that is that they don't trim their nails. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, they oh. don't trim their nails or their feet or their or their nails on the hands and feet. Um, the yesterday. It used to be me f- for a while. Well, Wednesday the guy goes, <laughs> "Did you trim your nails?" And I I thought I did, and I guess there was like one that they didn't cut. Really? So I, I barely oh, scratched yeah. his back or his neck or something, but I felt bad, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. But I've had a, I had a chunk of my shin taken out, yeah, by a guy, and he was—he's a combination of a spaz, and I would say he wasn't coming to it any of the uh, fundamentals for a while, mm. and um, I got really compared to him, a really long legs, almost like two feet longer than his, and I was just trying to move to get a better position. I was letting him work because um, I, I, we were doing the drill, and when he grabbed. Um, he missed the gi completely and then just like just scratched mm. like a whole chunk of my Gosh. leg out. Um, Those are and then you wonder if like if the skin's in his, in his oh my gosh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's like uh, I remember one time it was I was rolling with Gates and then like I scratched his leg, yeah, you know, my fingernails weren't that like, but like even if they're not that long, they're still sharp, yeah, you know, like um, so anyways, he scratched his leg, then uh. Yeah, so I'll read a little yeah. bit of it. So, um, like I said, I'll, I'll put the post up. So at the end of the uh, the article, it says, "Trim your nails, people." Nobody likes to roll with Edward Scissorhands. As obvious as this sounds, folks like this are all around BJJ gyms, and are certainly one of the most common jujitsu stereotypes. Mm-hmm. The hint: you don't want to be known as one of these or as one of them. I always have to tell the kids to cut their nails because it's like the worst is like because the girls, you know, because yeah. they have the like long nails. Um. Actually, I figured out like the girls that get their nails done that are real long, they're actually not that sharp. Like, like, like they're the ones that have the long nails like that. They never scratch in anybody or anything. Yeah. Uh, they just gotta like worry about their nails. 
coming off. But yeah. it's just like those aren't that sharp. Those aren't the ones you got to worry about. You got to worry about like the it's like the like spiky nails. Mm. You know, it's just like ones just where regular nails are like sharper than uh yeah. that. So, but then uh, you know another stereotype is the uh, I say like the uh, the lone female or maybe like three females compared to 40 males in class. Yeah. So the small group of females and our group of females are super tough. Um, yeah. Yeah. They're super tough. We, um, yeah, we have like three. Oh. Wait, no, we have more than three. We have quite a lot. Three, but yeah. Who's the, that the teacher's pet, the teacher's pet. Yeah. So the next one on the list you, is Jose? the teacher's pet. Alpha loves you. Yeah, well that's so. This is what it says. No, is that me? Yeah, I don't know because it goes every every BJJ gym has a proverbial teacher's pet. It's uh, that person that seems to be extremely close to instructors or wants to be. Um, I'm just close. I mean, I don't know. Me and the and Hoffa the professor, we just became friends. You know. Yeah. Um, me 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 and Hoffa really close he's just but, but the thing is he's like he's that type of person like he gets yeah. close like he's a friendly person you know everybody's a teacher he's pets. the bodybuilder yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah everybody um, in there's a teacher's pet with him hoffa yeah um but then it goes they come in early they try to insert themselves in everything coaches do or say i don't do any of that i yeah, barely, i wasn't coming early for like three months straight oh really yeah he just uh i would get off and almost yeah i'd get off so late that by the time i get there already warming up um yeah so um and yeah. then they sometimes even take in a disturbably huge amount of privates that oh, one wow. i i think i rolled with a guy that only did privates and still believes in only doing privates but i think his mindset is that and i understand but uh, he's basically saying you, you know you do privates because you need to learn all the fundamentals but I feel like fundamentals class is that like you do the fundamentals and then yeah. you, you do the drills with uh, other students. But yeah. Yeah. Um, right. yeah. Teacher's pet. I don't know any of them, I guess with the kids maybe, but that could just be kids. Well, yeah, that's kind of different. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I got, I, you know, like it's only natural. You're going to get some kids that are obviously going to yeah. be your favorite, but yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah, you get some kids that are, uh, that's probably, it's more common. Like you're like a kid's coach yeah. or something. Yeah, so the next one I like, uh, the BJJ fanatics fanatic. <laughs> Gosh, right? The, the, those are wait, read it. What what is it? Yeah, so uh, let's say let's face it. It's time for YouTube BJJ Warriors is pretty much done, or the time of B of YouTube BJJ Warriors is pretty much done. Enter the BJJ DVD instructional instructional hoarder. Instead of just looking at short clips like I do, people now have the opportunity of watching a four to eight part specialized BJJ DVD on just about any subject. And the ones that get the most attention are of course the ones that have nothing to do with fundamentals or the stuff people learn in class. It's all cool when it comes to using any of the nutty moves and ideas people get from instructionals in a role. They often come up short, any uh, short through the curious thing is that this is one of the jujitsu stereotypes that is on the rise, despite the fact that, Flying guard passes and ninety lapel guards did not yield any any tangible results. Uh, it's it is fun smashing them though. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the fanatic part of the fanatics. Yes, I've seen. I'm the one that just watches short clips because I'm not gonna pay extra money. Yeah, 
you know, but I've seen some clips and, you know, it, it, I don't know. I feel like the, when, when you're watching the short clips and they're like, instead of here, you know, you know, push here or something. Yeah, that, that's great. Um, but I, I haven't seen these two in a while, but when I started, it was, uh, two friends that came in and they said that they're going to be in UFC in like three or five years. We're like, oh, okay. But they were going, they were spazzy, and then they were the BJJ fanatics, fanatic, and they were, I want to be UFC guy, UFC yeah. guy. That's another stereotype. I'm going to be in the UFC I'm, guy. I train UFC. Yeah, I train <laughs> UFC. Um, but yeah, they were, they, they didn't come any fundamentals, and then they just went straight to competition class, and they were getting just smashed and beat, you know, and choked, and yeah. But then, like, with me, like, you could tell the guy was doing something, and he's thinking about it in his head, and I could see him, like, he, he's thinking. And, um, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't know, it was just, he was trying something, but then you get stuck, and it happens all the time. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you're trying to remember a drill, but imagine that you're trying to remember a drill you saw for a minute on you on Instagram. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, yeah. Well, I've tried some of those, to be honest. Like, yeah. like, like, <laughs> like, yeah, like there was one, it was an arm bar, like, and I tried it and it works. And then yeah. there was one that was, uh, had a, the, the knee shield and it was, um, I guess like I had learned it, but this is more of, you know, reinforcing the knee shield and it was just how to keep tight, keep it tight mm -hmm. and how to roll, you know, how to, how to throw it up quickly and when to throw it up and all that. So yeah. Yeah. But yeah I, the BJJ fanatics fanatic. Those, those people are just, uh, they're annoying. Yeah, I I I don't like a, I don't know I I hate the ones that are just like kind of like that I like just it's like or sometimes can't take this wrong way but the people that like it's jujitsu 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 and mm -hmm. they're just like everything like 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 their whole life like that and it's like they all all they talk about all they care about it's like no no I I I love jujitsu. You know, it's like I love jujitsu. I love like martial arts and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's like my job, you know, it's like I love it so much. And, um, but it's like, I feel like some people they go kind of overboard. So well, that's sort of like, like they're what? just a, it just feels kind of like, it's like I, I'm into other stuff while I'm into jujitsu. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I, I have, uh, I have totally like different, like, in, like I have other interests too and it's like yeah and I'm able to talk about other stuff but it's just so that rolls with the next one the miss or mr oh gosh of I, BJJ I hate them people the and, ones that are I'm just kidding <laughs> and it's I'm like jealous of saying. those people <laughs> and it's what you were saying like it says these are the girls and boys with pristine hairstyles sometimes makeup nails polished iron geese which I never iron numerous futile attempts at making their gi and belts stay tucked and neat throughout an entire class Matching colors of finger tape and gi or belt are also not uncommon. Um, yeah, I don't think we have any of these. Not really, no. I, I think, I mean, our people it. stay clean. We don't, I haven't had anybody with, you know, a stinky gi to start class with. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen anybody come in with, uh, you know, with with the perfect gi iron or anything, unless you, I don't, they just it. bought it. <laughs> yeah, I I don't doubt that they're out there, but yeah, yeah, and uh, there's a few more. But what is BJJ Boris? BJJ Boris is the next one. Let's see. I'm using the term Boris quite freely here, inspired by a poster we have at the gym by Bad Sports. 
It depicts a grappler that fits in one of those jujitsu stereotypes you don't want to be associated with. In other words, everything that is a don't and BJJ hygiene starting and often ending with a smelly, pungent, and strangely soft gi. Even though the strange color of the gi, sometimes between white and black, is enough, it is the smell that marks them. Mm. That's disgusting. So yeah, I was yeah. just saying we don't we don't yeah, have we any don't of these. Have any. Um, yeah, saying these people oftentimes aren't dirty themselves. They just have an aversion to washing their gi and miraculously have the uncanny ability to ignore the different scents that radiate from them. Don't be this guy or girl. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. I mean, even everybody at our gym stays clean. So. Yeah, uh, at the end of class, they stink. And yeah, I, I, I think I didn't come to class one day because I didn't wash my gi. Really? So I just, I was like, well, I'm not coming to class. I mean, I've ran across people that have told me, they're like, hey, I'm sorry. I, uh, my gi might smell a little, yeah. but, it, but like, I, but it's like, they, they'll tell me that and I won't even like smell anything. I'm like, yeah. yeah, bro, I can't even smell anything. Like, yeah. they'll tell me, and I'll be like, oh, I'm sorry, bro, I don't, I don't even smell anything. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But I'm amazed they didn't talk about in the list about the guy, the unshowerer, the no um, deodorant. Mm. Um, that guy, like, that's not in here. Um, let's skip around to do the last one. The naked warrior. The naked warrior. So. I might have been in this category for a while and probably still secretly am. This is one for all the no-gi nuts that have to train in gi BJJ academies. Coming in with no-gi gear for a gi class or open mat often has people looking at you like you're out of place. That's actually because in most cases you are out of place. While I love no-gi and believe that every academy should offer no-gi classes as well as gi, if you're in a gi class, dress accordingly can always forego grappling or grabbing the gi and roll with no gi grips only. Yeah. So yeah, you could yeah. I think uh, Gates rolls uh will roll like that. He still grabs like a wrestler instead of uh grabbing lapels and uh, I used to be like that for a while too when I first started. I thought I was that like... was talking about the guy that when it's no gi, he has the shortest of shorts um where they're practically like long underwear or he, they're they're just underwear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought that's what I was talking about. Um but like this ballet tuto shorts. Yeah, but this is yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but this is talking about a uh a guy that wants to roll no gi with the gi. Um no, I mean Yeah. Yeah, no. That's uh that's not that bad. The bad ones is when I mean I think my shorts go up sometimes, but yeah, it's when uh they're wearing uh what's his name? Like Frank Shamrock. Yeah. Um, like he had um, against uh, what was his name Tito Ortiz and he just had like red underwear <laughs> well I think he did in the first UFC too right mm-hmm. well he's had the gi and he had the red underwear yeah the, but yeah Valley through those shorts I still think those are cool yeah I would I would wear those well, I, could. I don't know I know we probably could but you have kids that could <laughs> they're gonna think why are you wearing underwear yeah. i'd be like these are valley tudo shorts yeah they'd be like no these cost 112 dollars online yeah, yeah something <laughs> stupid yeah yeah but yeah so those are the some of the stereotypes um i think that I, mean, I think i think valley tudo shorts are cool i was at a tournament one time and i seen a guy he stood out from everybody like like i wanted him to win because he was wearing valley he was wearing short valley tudo shorts yeah. too i was like 
I hope this guy went. He just looked out there so goofy, yeah. like just wearing it. And he actually was really good. I was like, gosh, this is. Wait, that's the opposite. Cool. So there's the guy that comes in with um, Capri shorts. Yeah. <laughs> or like two early 2000s, late 90s uh, basketball shorts that went mid shin. Um, a loose fitting long sleeve shirt. Like it's not a rash guard or nothing. Um, that yeah, guy get all in. tangled up in the shirt. Yeah, his shirt gets all tangled up. It'll get, you know, you're trying to grab something and the shirt gets tangled up yeah. as if it's a, a gi. I, I, I tell you what I hate is when people, they don't wear a shirt and then they're so sweaty oh, yeah. that they're just sliding everywhere. Yeah. And it's like, it's like totally like pissing me off. Or when you go to grab something and then. It just you slips know, you off. You pinch your elbows and you something. slide. You just yeah. pretty much you squeegee all the sweat yeah, and grease yeah. off of them. It's like, oh gosh. Yeah. Or yeah. the or or you'll be like going to pass. I remember I was going to pass, and then as I was passing, his back was just sliding. Yeah. And it's just like the mat is like sweaty already. Yeah. You know, from everybody, like it would be sweaty if we had our geese on. Yeah. And now on top of you, you have your shirt off. And yeah. I'm over here trying to pass, and you're just your back's just sliding. Yeah, it's like a boat. It's like on a river, just yeah. sliding. Like just, I was just like, and then uh, I slipped uh, on that. We were on the, we were standing, we yeah. were trying to do a takedown, and I guess the guy before just slid on his back. So when I came around, I was just circling, and all of a sudden I'm on my knee. Like it just, it was yeah. quick where I couldn't even stop it. I think you should always wear a shirt because if you're, if it's like causing that much like sweat. Because yeah. it's not just like, I can't get a hold of you. Yeah. We have someone who's going to step here and they're going to slip. Because I've slipped on sweat before too. Yeah. So. It's, uh, and then there's the full rash guard guy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I understand, but yeah. um, the guy comes in and then like, so there's, I'd say there's two of those, right? You you know, I understand rash guards for no gi. And if you want to wear it underneath the gi, um, yeah. we're in Florida. So it's already hot. It's already in the nineties. So we're doing seventies and eighties at night, but um i used to be really insecure when i was like younger when i was like a teenager of how my body looked yeah so i wouldn't like take off i would just wear my shirt and then eventually whenever i felt like i was getting in good enough shape i started wearing uh i, I feel like i started I, I not stopped caring a few months ago like, yeah. i think i don't know i just it was before i lost uh some weight mm -hmm. i don't know i just felt like i stopped caring and uh plus you know nobody there really cares it's hot yeah it's hot and it's just like Afterwards, you feel skinny, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I do the gi with no shirt now, and then I yeah. do the rash guard. Um, mm -hmm. and it's it was tight, but I lost weight, so now. But I got. I think you gave me one, the free one, the an extra large. So that's yeah. That's the size of a medium. So yeah. Oh, did it fit you? Or it, it fits. Yeah. yeah. But it's back to being a tight one, which is fine. Oh, is but then my two X rash guard is loose, so now get the extra large, but. Um, but yeah, so there's two rash guard people. There's the one that has the full rash guard kit, pants, long sleeve shirt, and then it has either a school or venom mm -hmm. now because UFC is with venom, um, or venom is with UFC. Yeah. But you know, it costs like $300 or something, something stupid, but, um, or then it's the person like me, they just wears a no name or the Hawk. The Hawk. Yeah. Hawk shorts, I think are what? 20 bucks. A Hawk shirt. I got them as cheap as seven dollars. I have a, I have a, I have a like a Berserker Viking one, uh, set. Like I have the shorts and then I have like the long sleeve one. No, yeah. spent like it was pretty expensive, but yeah. yeah, I got that. And then 
I also I have our school set up rash guard, but yeah, I got yeah. the school one. Um, I got the um, no, I got the school shorts, and then I got the shirt never came, and I got the uh, Carson Gracie one. I think Junior brought it to the new Mando. Yeah, uh, I know there's a rash guard come. Uh, oh, well, they're Sanibal, Sanibal, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. A lot of people expensive. wear those. Yeah, they're getting expensive. They're, I don't know. Well, twenty. Well, twenty one. Yeah, that's not bad. bad. That's that. That's not like, uh, and it's a plain one. You know, it's a rank one, or mm-hmm. whatever. But, uh, what's the company? Uh, now that Lord? one, that one just for basic black for thirty one. Now that's kind of expensive. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a company. I'm looking. I got the short. They got your Puerto Rican rash guards? Uh, no. They got. <laughs> Have you, did you uh, even look for those? They. It's not a jujitsu rash guard. So these aren't these aren't regular like uh, swimming rash guards, and these aren't sun rash guards for fishing. Are these jujitsu ones or what? Most of these are jujitsu. Most of these like are workout. These, yeah, workout. these are workout. Um, or they're swimming ones. Uh, gold. See the Punisher one. You know the that Punisher one right there. Yeah. Everybody wears that Punisher. I, I I love like I'm a big Marvel guy. Yeah, and I love the Punisher. Punisher is yeah. like one of my top favorite you know heroes. Yeah, but the fact that everybody wears the yeah. Punisher rash guard has Punisher just they wear the Punisher shirts. Yeah, it's just so overused now that it's like yeah. it's not cool anymore. You know, yeah. like they ruined it. So Lefroy is the brand, and I got Lefroy um uh rash guard um pants, I guess. Are those ones right there? Yeah. Oh, the dragon ones? So, yeah. I got... Uh, oh, really? I got the dragons in yellow. I like those. Oh, what, what, what's that one right it's there? this one, but the I got it in one. color. Um, But yeah, I mean, they're cheap. You know, yeah. 19 bucks. Yeah, those are nice. Um, but yeah, Lefroy. What's that? What's that one at the end right there? No, that one. That one. Oh, that one looks... That yeah. looks like a Croatian... Yeah, let me see. It looks like a Slovakian one. I'm gonna get that Slovakian, one. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, has like the colors and but stuff. Yeah, so Lefroy, Lefroy's the brand, and um, like I said, I got some of the stuff, and uh, I mean they're they're cheap. I mean for twenty bucks, yeah, they're probably gonna mess up, but it's fine. You know? gosh, uh, those are cool. I don't even know. I think I got. Got one no, 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 no. Lafroy is good, actually. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, there, there's a, there. You know, Elijah. He has one of those, and it lasts him forever. Yeah, we got the same. I think I got the sh- the pants to his shirt. Oh, really? I got these pants. Yeah, I got these. I got these. So those are they're nice. cool. They're thick. I mean, that's the biggest difference. Um, when you buy these and you get them, only two left in stock. Or yeah, <laughs> they always say that. I know. Every time I click on something on there. When you get these, because uh, I bought some stuff, and I, I I didn't realize they were just base layer rash guards, so they were just something you wear under. Yeah. You put shorts over it or something, so they're real thin. So they've already worn out. Uh, the knees are got beat up and stuff. So and the J seems all uh, stretched, but uh, these aren't bad. Um, but yeah, you'll see Lafroy, you'll see uh, Hawk. What is that one? They do like a lot of the flags. I forgot the name of it. Yeah. Gosh, I forgot. I told you. Yeah, Hawks. I got these shorts. Yeah. 
Yeah, I got yeah, yeah those, those are nice. I like those. They're like basic black. Yeah. I have some really cool ones. I, I never wear my... Yeah, I just got the... Um... They had pockets I'd wear them. But... That is... <laughs> Every time I still reach and I'm trying yeah, to put yeah. my, my, uh, my phone in there. Because it's like, I need somewhere to put my phone, you know? Yeah. I, I guess it's because like for competition, but still it's yeah. like... It'd and, just be um, a lot easier. So there's a new brand. And um, sometimes they're a piece of work to put on. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You yeah. have to go to the bathroom, you gotta take it off, and then just like... Yeah. So there's a new seller rash card shorts, or no gi shorts. It's not in here. That one's cool with the Grim Reaper looking. Yeah. The shorts aren't in here, but um, so instead of them having, you know how the shorts are where they have the Velcro and then you tie it yeah um and then you know so there's no buckler or anything so these are almost like a traditional shorts um they're elastic band and mm -hmm. the the uh the ropes on the inside so there's nothing to uh tie over there's no mm -hmm. velcro but like they're new of course they're uh, 39.99 cheapest oh, for the shorts and oh but yeah it's uh there's this one website that shows like it, it sells like the geese and ones. Yeah, uh, they're like really cool. Like shows all the war different warriors. That's another thing. Like in jujitsu, like I, I I don't mind it. Like it's not that big of a deal. But like everybody uses like skitting the warrior ones. Yeah, and it's just like it's all the same thing. Like have... or or the monsters. Now I seen this one that um you'd probably think is cool too. It had Frankenstein on it. So Frankenstein set had like yeah. Frankenstein rash guard, Frankenstein shorts. I was like, it's actually something different, you know, like yeah. really cool. But yeah, I um, I have a Superman shirt, and that's another stereotype: yeah. the Superman or Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or um, Spider Man or Spider Man. Yeah, and uh, I had the Superman shirt, but it's not a rash guard. It's a um, like a compression shirt, like, but it's super thin. Yeah. Like it's already stretched around the neck. Oh, but, really? But so that, but that's not a rolling rash guard. That's probably uh, swimming or yeah, something. So. What are these crown things? But this is what I'm talking things. about. Um, these look cool. I, I I like that minimalist style stuff. Yeah, like they're always really cool. Yeah. So here, um, and you could see that there's no those fight there, shorts there's no or... velcro yeah these are uh, grappling shorts oh it says right there grappling yeah these shorts. are grappling shorts so there's Let's... no velcro here at all so um have you do you have any of those no I, i'm thinking of getting one um if you do tell me yeah because they look cool get that color um <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, i mean they're just doing the uh the belt colors are nice yeah but awesome, uh, yeah. BJJ stereotypes. So um, this one was fun. Leave a comment on your favorite stereotype. We didn't even get to the belt ones. Um, you know, like how white belts are, how blue belts are. Uh, but there's a video on that. Like, how poor purple belts are. Purple belts never warm Ooh, up. You know, we're we're, we're just cool. We're yeah, just cool. They never warm up. They always show up late. Uh, well, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I always warm up still. I know. Yeah, so, uh, but cool. Um, fun episode. So, like I said, please like, subscribe, and uh, comment. Uh, comment uh, your favorite stereotype or anything. Helps distribute the podcast around. And um, 
share whenever I post it on, on Facebook, share it. Uh, I'm going to make a separate Facebook for the, the podcast soon. Well, cool. Well, thanks yeah. for listening. Thanks. And uh, we'll see you next time.